Hi guys, George here. You're listening to Outside Lane by Lane 8 Coffee, bringing you the stories behind the people and businesses inspiring coffee culture today. From coffee roasters to ceramicists, and from furniture designers to bakers. In this episode, I sat down with Anna Brightman, co-founder of UpCircle, a brand pioneering the byproduct beauty movement. UpCircle elevate leftover natural ingredients, including coffee grounds collected from hundreds of independent coffee shops across London, bringing them back to life as beauty products. With stockists, including Boots, Sainsbury's and Urban Outfitters, we talk about their rapid growth to date and hear about Anna's day-to-day as founder of the business. I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So we started UpCircle about four years ago now. We are a, a sustainable skincare brand who make all of our products from repurposed ingredients. So uh, it all started out with the idea of wanting to recycle coffee waste. And I don't think we necessarily knew we were going to be a skincare brand. The coffee idea certainly was what led it. Uh, just walking to work every day, um, the brand is co-founded by myself and my brother. Um, we used to have very corporate jobs. One of our observations was that every single person would have their morning coffee on their way to work. Um, and just after inquiring with the local cafe what they did with their coffee grounds, they told us that they have to dis- uh, pay the council to have it disposed of at landfill. So that was our kind of initial idea. We wanted to find a product that could use that resource. And then my influence was to decide that it should be skincare. I wanted to be a makeup artist when I was a teenager. So I I knew of the great skincare benefits that coffee has. And there was no other beauty or skincare brands on the market doing anything like this, which kind of makes sense. It's quite quite a bold move in the beauty industry, which is arguably quite shallow. Uh, to start talking about issues of waste. But nonetheless, um, I think it's important to stand out. So we started out making coffee scrubs from coffee grounds that we collect from cafes and restaurants. Uh, We started out with one cafe. We now collect from uh, just over 100 small chain and independent coffee shops. Then we, we kind of broadened out that idea and started working with different ingredients. So next up, we launched a range of palm oil-free soaps that are naturally fragranced with repurposed chai tea spices. So it's a hand-sourced blend of 10 spices that still smell absolutely beautiful after they've been used to make chai tea syrups. So we dry them back out, grind them down and use them in our soaps. And then we started working with things like powdered fruit stones that are left over after making um, fruit oils, like olive oil, for example. We grind the uh, olive stone powder down and use it in our face mask. Um, And and so that's what we do. That's what makes us different. Uh, Our products are all natural, handmade in the UK. They're vegan and cruelty free, organic. um, But that's, you know, lots of brands can claim all of those credentials what really sets us aside is that we are fighting waste with each of our formulations too so it's uh one of our main things as a brand is that we keep our formulations as simple as possible uh i used to find you know I, i i want to make products that i would buy myself and i was 22 23 when we started this and um I just I would be reading the backs of skincare products that I wanted to buy and I couldn't understand a single word of it. So, you know, we, we pride ourselves on find it in your kitchen style ingredients. Natural, simple, high performing. There's no rocket science behind what we're doing. The formulations are, are quite basic. So what we first did, we actually used the London Coffee Festival as a big 
way to test our product and to test our idea. They have this innovation zone where you get a little plinth and it's a lot more affordable than their main stands. So we booked one of those, literally maybe no more than, I was still working my previous job, so maybe a month into having this idea. And my brother and I, <laughs> uh, we described it as looking like a GCSE DT project. It was very <laughs> rudimentary. <laughs> we just, yeah, the, sketched up these little labels. Uh, we were working in a little box room in Hackney at the time and there was a branding agency who were just starting out as well, who were just two people like us, who just happened to be a few doors down and they found out what we were doing and offered to help. Interestingly, we still work with them now. <laughs> um, worked with them since day one. But they, they yeah, they, they made us these labels and we, we looked up, we bought a few coffee scrubs that were on the market and tried them all out, got friends to try them out, saw what we liked, what we didn't like, and then made our own very simple formulations. Packed up in basic aluminium tins, about seven, 800 of them, as many as we could make while still working, and assumed that that would be enough to get us through the full show of London Coffee Festival, but we sold out in the first day. So it was a really good way for us to see two things that A, people like the products and we were letting them try them then and there and smell them and get them on their skin so they loved the products and they weren't turning their nose up at using something that had been recycled in skincare as well so that was that was like a bit of a turning point for us and I think after that weekend my brother actually just quit his job <laughs> my my working notice was a bit longer so I still had to multitask for a while we also got picked up by Urban Outfitters as a retailer before we even had packaging so it was a kind of crazy fast-forwarded journey for us which was in a way very you know brilliant but also meant that certain things were rushed and we did make mistakes which in the end and a longer timeline was the reason that we chose to rebrand two years in uh, I think that was because you know we'd stumbled upon issues in the first two years of scaling up a business and launching into different retailers that after we'd then had that experience we thought okay well we we now know this <laughs> and we can make this better so we we kind of started from scratch in a, in a sense not with the idea but with everything else two years in uh, in order to to fix some of the things that we had potentially rushed by being a brand that went from idea to product within a matter of you know a couple of months so I, I you know I'm not necessarily saying that our way was the right way the brand that we have now obviously has been refined and, and works perfectly it's also, I guess, a reason that we grew so quickly is that we moved so fast and people heard about us and, and stockists wanted us in their stores. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was it, but it's been a rocky road. We made mistakes. Uh, Urban Outfitters, for example, was, oh, my goodness. Thank goodness they actually launched our, our rebrand afterwards. So we got our second run in there. But we didn't have a seal on the products. And by this point, we would changed them into tubes. Um, but of course, you can't predict what customers are going to do. So people were opening them up to smell them. And we don't, don't use emulsifiers because they're completely natural. So coffee was just pouring out of these products all over the shop floors. So, you know, we've had our disasters and we've learned. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it moved very quickly for us. I think it's, it's, it's very interesting with my brother and I because we're the complete opposite of each other. So he has a background in finance, which at many points in our journey has been well I, I would say every day is is critical I absolutely could not do the things that he does when we went on Dragon's Den was a perfect example um 
we had decided that I would answer all products that, oh, sorry, all questions that were product or skincare related, and he would answer any financial questions. So I did the majority of the pitch, which was two minutes. And then the next three hours that we were in front of them, they were just firing these hideous financial questions at him while I just stood there. Um, so his background has been so key. I, on the other hand, have got completely different you know past experience and interests I did history of art at university I mean <laughs> talk about choosing a degree that doesn't necessarily give you the easiest career path um, following that I did a load of different jobs not knowing still what I wanted to be and then I had a kind of game-changing role which was the one that I had before starting this business which sort of changed it all for me particularly with regards to I guess just confidence in general really so I was an area manager for uh, one of the big supermarkets, meaning that I managed multiple stores, each of which had, you know, 60, 70 staff. And I was 21 at the time. But in my final interview for that, I remember the guy who ended up being one of my main bosses, literally ripping up my application and going, you did history of art. What the hell are you doing here? And that was, again, like such a turning point for me. because I was like, what is this? <laughs> I'm not having that. And I just, I lost it. I just went off. And I think that's what got me the job. So I think there's no denying that that's given me a fantastic sort of groundwork for where we are now. And again, it's experience that my brother just doesn't have. People management, you know, hiring and firing. I hate to say it, but, you know, it's pretty key. Uh, employment law. Uh, logistics, operations, warehousing. It, it made me laugh so much in the and still does every day. We only just hired uh, a member of staff to take over this element of the business from me. But you get delivery drivers and guys come in and when it's just me and my brother, they almost refuse to speak to me. <laughs> or they're like, oh, are you sure you should be using that pump truck? Don't you think he should do it? Or isn't he going to help you? I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> um, so, you know, having that background has been really helpful for me with the kind of division of labor within our current role not only that side of things you know I love the operations I love the, the logistics I love being a female in that sector it makes me you know feel proud I guess because <laughs> it's different but also I'm naturally the creative I'm the marketer I'm the one who does the speeches I do the pitches I speak, I do sales primarily, like again in the early years, if it was me and him at a show, it's always me who talks to people first. <laughs> and I think that that's really important. You know, you need both, you need the yin and yang. And I think that our differences are also something that's really helped us kind of balance each other out and get the growth that we have. It varies a lot. So I normally, <laughs> at the moment, I'm doing all of the packing of the orders as well, which has just been absolutely crazy. So that that's ending up taking a lot of my time. We're going to outsource as of next week, which will be a big game changer. But yeah, my days vary a lot. I, I try to say yes to all opportunities. Uh, I either run or cycle into work. So I try and get in for about eight o'clock and then try my best to leave at sort of 6.30 or 7. And again, try to keep it just a Monday, Friday thing. But because I also manage our events, sometimes that'll mean working weekends, which is fine. Um, and But I'll try and give myself a little bit of a break in the week if that, if that does happen. So we try, again, it's, it's nice to have a brother as a co-founder because we know what's important to each other. He's got a one-year-old baby. 
and we, we have our non-negotiables so we can support each other with that if and when we, we need to to keep our work-life balance uh, in check because I think that's just so important but yes what I love about being a founder is that each day is different and you do actually wear a lot of hats uh, we have a branding agency who we work with who do the vast majority of our design work but I often have to do ad hoc things uh, like designing landing pages for I don't know somewhere like Amazon or if we're working with a new online retailer they often want you to produce assets for them and unfortunately those are never the same so I do all of the ad hoc design that we can keep in-house um, I manage a lot of our new product development which is one of my favorite things to do so sourcing new ingredients that I'm keen to work with uh, so next up we're going to be looking at flower petals we work in a railway arch and a lot of our neighboring archways are run by florists and again just through observation I realized that they throw away all of their unsold plants once a week so rather than them doing that uh, I'm working on saving those petals drying those out and using those in a future range so new product development is one of my favorite parts of what I do and then it's things like podcast recording and radio interviews all kind of as many different avenues that I can tell our story as possible as I say I just try to say yes so I also do a lot of our press I do a lot of interviews with journalists sometimes I do desk visits where I'll I'll go uh, we have a freelance PR woman who has all of these contacts we'll just go together and we'll um, visit journalists at their desks so they're not feeling like they're you know they're not having to go out of their way and just tell them what's new and what's coming next and, and getting them excited about what we're doing. And then I do the social media as well. I think social media for a beauty brand is something that's incredibly important and people are often very surprised to hear that we haven't handed that out yet. But oh, I just feel like it took us so long to get it right. I have no background in social media. My personal social media is completely deserted. I couldn't care less. But for our business, I, I put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. And I think it's something that a lot of brands get wrong. So I'm proud of the growth that, I, you know, the, the I think we're on something like 33,000 followers now on Instagram, which I've built from nothing. And that, you know, they're genuine, they're not bought and it's high engagement. Um, and it's one of the platforms from which we get most of our new customers. So I, I put a lot of time into refining and making that as perfect as it can be as well. So long story short, I would say I'm, I'm the storyteller, which, is different every day I just try to say yes to to everything that comes my way and actively seek out opportunities when the time allows it to so so yeah that's the kind of the long and short of it If I was to walk into any coffee shop, it would be all press in central London. And that's because they were the very first coffee shop that allowed us to start taking their coffee grounds. They were the coffee shop that gave us the whole idea to do what we're doing now. And we still collect from them to this day. Uh, every time I go in, I think that the atmosphere is amazing. The staff are amazing. And I've never actually taken the time to just sit there and enjoy myself. So I would call a few friends up and I would get them all down my coffee of choice is an oat milk latte. You'd be surprised to hear that I actually did not drink coffee. I had never drank coffee um, up until about two years ago. Uh, so I, I actually just didn't like it, but that has all changed now, <laughs> thankfully, by being immersed in it every single day of my life. Um, so yeah, I go to All Press. It's the place where it all began for us. They've been so supportive. We've done DIY coffee scrub workshops in some of their uh, branches and 
Um, they're just a great partner of ours. And I've never taken the time to actually go and sit in and enjoy a cup of coffee there. So that's where I would go. Thanks very much for listening. You can find Anna and the team at UpCircleBeauty on Instagram. This has been Outside Lane. Until next time.